0: Okay, so this is part two of our current event in Bible study for July 22nd, 22nd, 2007. And in this part, we're going to talk about Billy Graham. And we're going to look at his fruit. Because the Bible says, by the fruit you shall know them. And, uh... We're going to try to stay away from opinions. We're just going to try to document things in this particular teaching. The article that I'm quoting from is entitled Billy Graham, Homosexuals and the Catholics. Graham believes men can be saved apart from the name of Christ. Did you know that? Well, he does. We're going to prove it. Some of the areas that Billy Graham deviates from from Scripture, from the Bible are as follows. He is on public record supporting homosexuality, abortion. Did you know Billy Graham was a Democrat? carrying Democrat. Said that Bill Clinton would make a wonderful uh, United Nations leader. No, he, that, but he also said that he would make a wonderful preacher. And said Hillary Clinton would make a wonderful president of our country. He's on record as saying that. How could anybody who would call himself a Christian let those words come from his mouth? Now, please, if you have um, you know any doubts on this, just email me. I, will, I, I don't have time to get into all the stuff that Billy Graham's done. I have no time. There's no way I can cover it all. This is going to be not a really long teaching on this, but we're going to cover the high points. A lot of other people have already done this, but I felt as though this is something I did need to address. So public records supporting homosexuality, abortion, his, dif- his disbelief in a literal hell, his support and practice of infant baptism to save children, his support of the Catholic Church's worship of Mary, yet he calls himself a Protestant, He has repeatedly praised infidels and apostates as great Christians. He would not challenge the idea that the Bible is mythology when directly questioned. Now, you have to understand something. Billy Graham is one of the most loved men in all society. Loved even by the world. Well, now, hold on. The Bible says, he that is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Was Jesus Christ loved by all the world when he was here? Were the apostles? Well, if they were, why did they all end up dying? Horrific deaths, basically. Other than John, I mean, but he, you know, he ended up dialing on the Isle of Patmos. He didn't have a great life either. I mean, from a worldly standpoint, serve God, praise the Lord. That's what really matters. But, Billy Graham is highly esteemed among men. But the Bible says, he that is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Now, there's a book called Billy Graham and His Friends. Now, I would highly recommend you get this book if you have any doubts about what I'm going to be saying because this is a point-by-point documentation of all of what we're going to be talking about today much further. It's a huge... It's an 800-page book with over 4,400 footnotes. In other words, it's not... This lady that wrote it is Kathy Burns. It's not her opinion. She's backing up everything she says. Four thousand. And 400 footnotes? Yeah, because it's so easy to document his apostasy and his unbiblical errors. So easy. 800 pages. Whether you're a defender or a critic of Billy Graham, you need this book. Dr. Burns has exhaustively researched Dr. Graham's ministry and his association with many other leaders in the Christian community. What she has uncovered will greatly shock you. This adventure will take you inside Dr. Graham's tent meetings, his crusades, on his visits to other countries, and his friendship with presidents and other leaders. Dr. Burns has long has long held a well-deserved reputation for being thorough for documentation. Again, 800-page book, 4,400 footnotes. This is a must-read for this troubling time of a Christian apostasy. Now, you can get this book. I can send you this email. But you can also get it at CuttingEdge. CuttingEdge.org www.CuttingEdge.org Do a search for Billy Graham and his friends or Kathy Burns and you'll find the book or you could just go up on the internet and do a search as well you'll find it Reverend Graham said Bill Clinton would be a good Christian evangelist and that Hillary should run the country well that's probably coming unfortunately in expressing his long standing devotion to both Bill and Hillary Clinton Billy Graham showed the same worldly heart which prompted Dr. Kathy Burns to write Billy Graham A Hidden Agenda I've got some uh, links in this in this article, which I'll be posting when I send this email out. You can click on all these links and research all of these things to your heart's content. Here's an article that appeared in the San Francisco San Francisco Chronicle. It was entitled "Superman of the Cloth." At seventy-eight, Billy Graham confident confidant to decades of presidents still looms as an American icon. Protestantism's leading household name reflects an unparalleled career. Oh, isn't that wonderful? San Francisco Chronicle Examiner called Billy Graham the Superman of the Cloth. San Francisco? The home of homosexuality? The, the capital of homosexuality in America? But they will call this guy Superman of the Cloth? That's That by itself should throw up some red flags, noting that the evangelist has been friends of presidents and was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. It's plainly the case that Graham loves the world. But the, doesn't the Bible say love not the world, neither the things that are in the world? For any man that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him? Huh. guess he missed that Bible verse. I don't know. In his crusade of October in San Francisco, which is Sodom and Gomorrah reborn, Graham announced to the homosexuals, quote, Whatever your background, whatever your sexual orientation, we welcome you tonight. I'm sure he preached real hard on homosexuality. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, God's pretty neutral on homosexuality. You know, he just des- destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. and You know, he basically said, they that are effeminate, and these, these that are abusers of themselves with mankind, these men that burn after the men, and the women that burn after women, that left the natural use of their body, that they shall not see or enter into the kingdom of God. God's not so neutral on this. Does that mean that God wants them all to burn and go to hell? No, I'm not saying that. The Bible says it's His will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. But He's not going to also condone the sin that's going on as well. And these people need to get saved, just like anybody else would. Going a little bit further, earlier at the news conference, a famed evangelist thrilled the cockles of the homosexual's lusty hearts when he snapped to a reporter that he was tired of people trying to criticize gays. Good old Billy Graham, defender of the faith, baby. I mean, the Bible talks about in and Jude says now, you know, that we should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered under the saints. Did you call this earnestly contending for the faith? <laughs> I don't think so. No. He's just a wolf in sheep's clothing, that's all. He's just a hireling. He has no true love for the sheep. If he had true love for the sheep, he'd be telling them the truth. he had true love for the homosexuals. He'd be telling them, they're all on their way to hell. And he's telling them, oh, we shouldn't judge you. Just like everybody else does. He went on to say, after addressing the gays, he's tired of these people criticizing gays. And then he says, quote, it's not the biggest of sins, end of quote. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, it's right up there. You get to that point. I mean, in the old in the Old Testament, if you, if you were found, a man was found lying with another man or a woman, they were immediately killed. I, I, I don't know I forget if forgive. They were burned or stoned, but they were they were immediately killed to purge that leaven from the camp. Now I'm not saying we should go out and kill people, but I'm saying in the Old Testament, it was that big of a deal, and it still is that big of a deal in God's eyes. Billy Graham said, uh, then Billy followed this up by telling the smiling and happy liberal media, quote, I want to preach, what I want to preach about in San Francisco is the love of God. Imagine that. People need to know that God loves them, no matter what their sexual orientation, end of quote. Graham also proudly confided, quote, I have so many gay friends, and we remain friends, end of quote. (laughs) Oh, man! Well, this shouldn't really surprise us. The Bible says that if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light appearing as good that it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers that that appear righteous, the ministers of righteousness they appear righteous, but inwardly they are ravening wolves, wolves in sheep's clothing, whitened right sepulchres full of dead man's bones, vipers. So these are these are words Jesus Christ Himself used to to uh, judge the religious Pharisees and Sadducees of the time. So now let's contrast this with what the Word of God says. First Corinthians six nine says, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived; neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate effeminate means You know how the gays act real feminine? Effeminate, referring to gay people, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Well, that would be another another, uh, uh, part of this. Abusers of yourself with mankind, a man being with man, woman being with woman. Another reference to that. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Romans 1.26-28 says, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use, which is against nature. And likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. I, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. I don't understand how a guy can look at another guy and say, oh I gotta I just it doesn't compute in my head. but <laughs> this is what ha- you have to be so demonically possessed of the toenails to get into that. I'm sorry that's my that's my opinion but I believe you are you are you are demonically infested if you get if you start participating in homosexual things like that there's some serious serious problems with you spiritually does that mean I think you can never be saved no I'm not saying that but I don't see a whole lot of gay guys getting converted or or hardcore lesbians do you ever do you really hardly ever see that not a whole lot of them Not saying it can't be done, because with God all things are possible. But God said here, it said God gave them up to vile affections. See, God let this happen. He turned them over to a reprobate mind. We're going to read that in a second. And receiving in themselves the recompense of the heir that was meat. That word meat means fit or proper. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, because they didn't want to think about God, what did God do? God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Like a vile, twisted, perverted mind. To do those things which are not convenient. Romans one thirty two, Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Why do you think the gays are always trying to get everybody else to be gay? Well, think about it. If you're a gay person and you're a guy with a guy or a woman with a woman, how are you going to have kids? Other than if you go and get, like, a woman get artificially inseminated. Or if they adopt. They can't procreate. So they've got to recruit. <laughs> it's like the army. they got to recruit people. So what they try to do, it's a proven fact. 100% proven fact that most people that are gay, and this is sad, because most people that are gay, particularly gay men, were sexually abused by a same-sex partner at a very early age. What does that do? It implants demons in them. It's a spiritual exchange that takes place. This is why the Bible says above all, flee fornication. Because there's no other sin that affects your body when you participate in sexual things because there's a demonic ex- exchange that takes place. And it will affect you in a very incredibly negative way. It brings you into bondage. And when a little child is abused sexually by a same-sex partner, there's a demonic exchange that takes place that sets them up to become the very thing that they were just abused by. Which is sad. And that is sad. And I pray to God, you know, as many of them as possible get saved. For it's God's will that not one would perish and that all would come repentance. The Bible says God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He doesn't. But unfortunately, this is the day and time we're living in. We go a little bit further. Billy Graham is the most highly esteemed Christian figure among both secular, which would mean the world, and religious circles. How could that be so? How could we be so undiscerning as what we call a Christian nation? You go up to where Billy Graham's from, up in, um, is up in North Carolina. South Carolina, they've got whole roads named after this guy. Major, major roads. I'm not talking about some side street. They've got whole, I mean, buildings and roads. and I mean, it's unbelievable. I've been up there. I, I can't remember exactly the town that, that, it, that it's in, but I, up in South of North Carolina, man, it's huge. Luke 16, 15 says... And this is Jesus talking. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. Now this is when he was speaking to like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They justify themselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So we we already talked about that. James 4.4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. And enmity means like your enemies with God. If you make yourself friends with the world. Well, Billy Graham is a friend of the world. He loves the world. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Well, that's what Billy Graham is. He's an enemy of God. Oh, brother, you, you're speaking out of turn here. He's led all kind of these millions of people to the Lord. Oh, you know at these same crusades that he's actually has had Catholic priests on the podium with him? and yet he doesn't turn around and rebuke them, and yet he lets them come in, and yet if they get saved out of a Catholic church, supposedly, he'll send them straight back to that same Catholic church. He doesn't try to get them to convert to any kind of Bible-believing Christianity. He doesn't do that. Remember, Satan is good at what he does. The Bible says that when he deceived Eve, that he was the most subtle beast of the field. I've heard Billy Graham preach... um, salvation messages that were just about spot on perfect. I have. I'm not saying the guy's not a good preacher. It's what he's not saying and it's also what he's doing on the side that you're not seeing. Like what he's doing at these crusades. All these other things that we're talking about here. Did you know he's a 33rd degree mason? Sure. Louisiana. He was on their website for a while until there was so much um backlash over the whole thing that they finally took it off the uh, website but I um, at one time I had a copy of the mere website that I had copied and pasted off the internet but I had a hard drive crash and I lost it but yeah 33 degree mason now that by itself (laughs) huge problem gigantic problem on that one and if you need the information on that just let me know In 1978, Billy Graham told McCall's Magazine, quote, I used to believe that pagans in far countries were lost if they did not have the gospel of Christ preached to them. I no longer believe that. I believe that there are other ways, other ways of recognizing God through nature, for instance, and plenty of other ways of saying yes to God. So you can recognize God through nature. Now, the Bible does say that, you know, there without excuse, you know, look up into the heavens and the skies. God created these things. And to think that we or whatever created it is just asinine. But the Bible says how would they believe unless they hear and how do they hear unless someone's sent to preach to them? Bible's clear about that in Romans, okay? Now, I know that sounds cruel to a lot of people, but I didn't make up the rules. It's not... I'm trying to get the truth out. I'm trying to do what I can do to get the truth out. Ultimately, hopefully, so people do get saved, and in the Lord's name be glorified. And as, as if you're part of the body of Christ, that's what you should be doing. Whatever God calls you to, not everybody's going to be called to do what I do. Because see, we're the body of Christ... Can the finger say to the eye, Depart of me, I have no need. Everybody has a different office or function. Okay? So, but he's saying there's plenty of other ways to say yes to God. But doesn't the Bible say that broad is the way that leadeth to destruction? And narrow is the way with, which leadeth to not life eternal and the few there be that find it? Most of these people believe in a false gospel. Like a gospel like Billy Graham preaches. That there's other ways, plenty of other ways of saying yes to God. But the Bible says, if, if if I or an angel in heaven preach any other gospel unto you that's not contained in this Bible, that let him be accursed. It says it twice. Galatians, here it is. Galatians one six through ten says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Isn't this what we're just talking about here? Many other ways to God. I mean, Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me." That's it. Continuing, but but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again: If any man preach any other gospel unto you that ye have received, let him be a curse. He said it twice. They normally don't do that in the Bible very often. But when they do it, you better pay attention. For do I now pers- for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. John 14, 6 Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But Billy Graham said, in the United Church Observer, July 1st 1966, quote, "...while I certainly believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, I do not find anywhere in the New Testament that that this particular belief is necessary for personal salvation." End of quote. So, he doesn't believe that evidently the virgin birth has anything to do uh, with uh, personal salvation, even though that's basically the foundation of how Jesus left the portals of heaven and came to earth through the virgin birth. But he doesn't think that's a big deal, evidently. Well, I've already said these verses uh, today, but... Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. Now I beseech you, therefore, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Isn't this contrary to the doctrine of the Bible? Well, the Bible says to mark them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. What does that mean when they serve their own belly? They serve their own fleshly, carnal desires. They serve the world, which is what Billy Graham does. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Well, isn't that what Billy Graham's all about? Man, he's a good speaker. You know, oh man, he's good. You hear him speak and all these things, and oh man, he sounds right. But see, he's deceiving the hearts of the simple. Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25 says, For there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Well, it seems right. Well, that's why most people go to hell. Well, my religion seems right. I'm a good Hindu. I'm a good Buddhist. I'm a good Muslim. I'm a good Catholic. I'm a good person. How many times have you heard that one? Oh, I'm a good person. I do good things. I'm better than Jim over there or Jack. Who cares? The Bible says, For we are all together as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. I'll tell you what I deserve, apart from Jesus Christ. I deserve death. I deserve hell and death. That's what I think Scott Johnson deserves, apart from Jesus Christ. But through his shed blood, through his death, burial, resurrection, and through my acceptance of that, for if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's Romans 10. Romans 10. Verse 9 and 10. So these are, these are things that, you know, when we deviate from the true gospel of God, we get in trouble. Billy Graham, that's what he's done. He's deviated from these things. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There's some people, you would have mentioned this about Billy Graham. Oh, they would get violent. You can talk about it. Say one bad word, cross word about Billy Graham. But see, they're trusting in their hearts. They're trusting in the man of Billy Graham. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, that maketh flesh his arm, and his heart departed from the Lord. Their heart, they're trusting in their own heart. And the Bible says, Your own heart's deceitful above all things. What else do we want to know about this? 2 Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We don't want to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Jesus said in the, in the New Testament, one of his main warnings was be not deceived regarding the end times that we're moving into. Well, maybe that means because there was going to be a lot of deception. That's what I see. John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, that's an earmark of a Christian. Are you continuing in his word? Are you being like the Berean and seeking these things out daily to see if they're so? Are you continuing His Word? Or have you laid the Bible aside like the Catholics have done and basically said, nah, I'm just going to follow the man. I'm going to follow some Pentecostal fruitcake that's basically up there with all lying signs and wonders and going to preach to me things that are going to tickle my ears or do whatever. I'm sorry but that's what I see in most Pentecostal circles. And that's what I came out of so I think I have a, I have a right to render some type of um, opinion on that But see that's the, that's the case with everything People want to follow a man Or some ministry and, and again I've said this before but so much of the time It's not so much what the ministry's Saying because sometimes they'll, they'll preach a good, a, a good message It's what they're not saying There's so many other things that they should be Exposing or talking about or saying Or repenting of and they're not doing those things If you continue my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. What? If you continue in his word, then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is how we get free of bondage. We continue in his word. And that shows us truth. And that truth makes us free. Billy Graham and Catholics. Well, considering the first part of this talk was on the Catholics, this is appropriate. Billy Graham has called called Pope John Paul II the world's greatest evangelist. Evangelist? For what? Sending people to hell? That's all he did? Can you imagine the punishment of that devil? Oh, he was so nice, though. He seemed so nice. So what? Who cares what he seemed like? His whole goal was to take, and whether he admitted this or not, but Satan using that pope and every other pope that's ever existed, why does Satan use men? To do his bidding. To take as many people to hell as possible. Because that's his ultimate home. The lake of fire is... is Satan and his fallen angels ultimate home. He wants as many people there as possible. Misery loves company. But Billy Graham called Pope John Paul II the world's greatest evangelist. Graham has taken an honorary degree from Belmont Abbey in 1967. His comment about the honor that he about that honor was that he knew of no greater honor than receiving that degree. Belmont Abbey which is this Catholic thing. He knew of no greater honor than receiving this degree. He said that at the time, quote, the gospel that built the school and the gospel that brings me here tonight is still the way of salvation. So the gospel that built this Catholic Abbey is the same gospel that brings him here tonight? And then he says it's also the way of salvation. Well, he's wrong about the way of salvation. Yes, it did bring him here. That false gospel evidently did bring him here. Well, this was in 1967. Everybody said that this was just... Maybe Billy Graham just went bad toward the end. This is way back in 1967. All all this man ever was was a tool and pawn of the rich. William Randolph Hearst was the first guy in the newspapers that started promoting Billy Graham. William Randolph Hearst was basically like a New World Order poster child. The mass media promoted this man on purpose to do their bidding... People don't... That's something people really have a hard time with. But I'll get you the, the information on that, too, if you need it. Really, what would be better for you to do is get that book by Kathy Burns. If you really want the 800-page, uh, 4,400 footnotes, do that. From this, we may conclude that the Gospel of Billy Graham in 1967 and onward was the Gospel of the Roman Catholic Antichrist Whore Church. This explains all the slippage since 1967. <clears throat> he inhaled the Catholic incense and now he is the Pope's disciple. Billy Graham, here's the picture of him receiving this honorary degree from the Catholic Belmont Abbey. I can send this to you. It's a picture. What does Billy Graham say about the Pope today? United Church Observer. This was 1966. He said, while I certainly believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, I do not find anywhere in the new testament that the particular belief is necessary for personal salvation we already said that quote april 10th 1979 says i've never cast i've never cast a demon out of anyone i don't have the power and i'm sure and i'm not sure anyone else does march 8th 1979 national Enquirer. Regarding the Pope, Billy Graham said, quote, He'll be warmly greeted because he's such a down-to-earth, fun-loving man who creates friends wherever he goes. Isn't that what it's all about, getting friendly? I firmly feel Pope John Paul II will be the most respected Pope of all the century, and he'll become the moral leader of the world. Moral leader. To take people to hell? But that's what Billy Graham said. That was the end of the quote. National Enquirer, August 9, 1983. Graham gives the six steps to be a winner. Oh, good. This is what I've been waiting for. It is curious that in the Bible, the number of six is the number of man in sin. His first step to be a winner. Set your personal goals high. Two, appreciate yourself. Now, again, please show me, confirm this in the Bible for me, because I haven't seen anything yet that I could, you know... Make honesty and integrity keywords in your life. Well, I would agree with that one. Be sensitive to the needs and feelings of others. I have no problem with that. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't have a problem with that. Have the courage to change things in your life. Not one word about salvation or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, it all sounded fine. It's not so much what he said. Of course, he did say a couple bad things. It's not so much what he said, though. It's what he didn't say. Six, six steps to be a winner? Where is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Oh yes, I'm a winner. I'm Mr. Rich Guy. I've got all the toys. I've got all the women, the wine, the song. But hey, I plunge straight into hell when it's all done. What does it profit you if you gain the whole world yet lose your own soul? Not really anything. August 20, 1988. This is from Associated Press. Graham said he had received wonderful support from Catholics as well as the mainline Protestant bodies and black churches. Wonderful support from Catholics. People really came out in numbers. That's what he said. Billy Graham believes that men can be saved apart from the name of Jesus Christ. Billy Graham turned his back on biblical fundamentalism and renounced separation in the 1950s. He ignored the Bible's warnings. Quote, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. 1 Corinthians 15.33 But he did so to his own spiritual peril. Each decade has brought him farther from biblical faith. Billy Graham's Evangelical Association and Graham's mouthpiece, Christianity Today, were quick to claim that Graham was misquoted. But Graham affirmed this heresy. Now, this is when he talked about um, saying there's other, plenty of other ways to God. But Graham affirmed this heresy in May of, 1970, May of 1997. Now, I have seen this interview several times uh, on the internet and on various tapes I've watched. Graham affirmed this heresy of many other ways to God in May of 1997 in an interview with Robert Schuller, And what it was, is it was like Robert Schuller was interviewing Graham from, I think, like a remote location. But it was during his church thing. Robert Schuller, the Crystal Cathedral, you know, that guy. Television interview, this television interview of Billy Graham by Robert Schuller was approximately seven minutes long in a broadcast in Southern California on Saturday, May 31st, 1977. The following is an exact transcript of the excerpt close to the end of this broadcast. Schuler says to Billy Graham, "Tell me what do you think about the future of Christianity?" Graham responds quote, "Well, Christianity, and being a true believer, you know, I think there 's the body of Christ. This comes from all Christian groups around the world. Ah, number one abomination and heresy." Because all Christian groups around the world would supposedly include Catholicism and every other apostate heresy. What are they going to say? The Mormons are part of that too? Because they go by the King James Bible, at least one part of them does, or even the Jehovah Witnesses. Um, They pervert and twist it. And then he goes on to say, I think everyone that loves Christ or knows Christ, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're members of the body of Christ. This is quoting from this article. So, just as long as you love Christ or know Christ, whether you're conscious of it or not, what does that mean? Whether you're, You mean you don't even have to know anything about Christ? doesn't matter. He thinks they're members of the body of Christ. Well, I'd really like to see him give me the, the book, chapter, and verse on that to back this one up. And I don't think that we are going to see a great sweeping revival that will turn the whole world to Christ at any time. I think James answered that. The Apostle James, in the first council in Jerusalem, when he had said that God's purpose for this age is to call out people for His name. And that's what God is doing today. He's calling out people of the world for His name. Whether they come from the Muslim world, or the Buddhist, or the Christian world, or from the non-believing world, they are members of the body of Christ. So he's basically this is even worse what he said before, because now he's saying it doesn't matter if you're Buddhist, you're Muslim, you're Christian, you're non-believing, you're a member of the body of Christ, because they've all been called by God. No they haven't. The Bible says this. many are called, but few are chosen. The Bible says that. Broad is the way that leadeth to, to destruction, and narrow is the way that we leadeth to life eternal, few there be that find it. But he's saying the exact opposite of that. So he's, he's an antichrist because he's against what the Word of God says. They're all members of the body of Christ. They may not even know the name of Jesus. But they know in their hearts that they need something they don't have. And they, only, and they turn to the only light that they have. And I think that they are saved. I think. I think that they are saved and that they are going to be in heaven with us. There is a way which seemeth right into a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Boy, I tell you what, if I, was, if I was some unsaved guy watching Robert Shurer's program that day and seeing Big Billy Graham up there, I'd think, oh, hey, man, I got it made. I'm going to keep living like the devil. I don't got to accept Jesus or nothing. I'm already saved. i already grandfathered in. Change the channel. How many people did he just send to hell? That's what this all boils down to, doesn't it? Are you either for Christ or are you against him? Are you are you either trying to point people toward truth or are you trying to deceive them? Robert Schuller responds, quote, what he says, what what I hear you saying? That it's possible for Jesus Christ to come into human hearts and soul and life, even if they've been born in darkness and have never had exposure to the Bible? Is that a correct interpretation of what you're saying? This is what Robert Shuler saying. He's going, he's going to the granddaddy, bah. Billy Graham, you know the source. Billy Graham responds. Yes, it is because I believe that I've met people in various parts of the world in tribal situations that have never seen a Bible or heard about a Bible and never heard of Jesus, but they've believed in their hearts that there was a God. Who cares? A God? What do they worship? Some God of wood or stone? Is that going to save them? Evidently, according to Billy Graham, it will. And they've tried to live a life that was quite apart from the surrounding community in which they lived. Oh, in other words, they did like kind of like the Catholics, you know, they bowed down and worshipped to some idol, and yet they've tried to become out and be a little bit separate and be more pious, and more religious than the others. Evidently, he thinks that's going to save them. For you to say, by grace through faith, faith in who? Jesus Christ. Grace in what? Grace of God. You say by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2.8.9. There's no other name given under heaven whereby which a man must be saved other than Jesus Christ. It's not just believing in God. Because you could believe you could call God whatever you want to call him. Okay? I mean, as a pagan. Shuler says, his response. He trips over his tongue for a moment. His face beaming, then he says, "Then says, I'm so thrilled to hear you say this. So there's a wideness in God's mercy, like a broad way of God's mercy is what He's saying. We've already talked about the broad way is what leads to destruction; narrows the way." Graham, he responds back. He says, quote, there is, there definitely is. So and he's saying basically, there is the Broadway. Yeah, the Broadway will lead you straight to hell. Let's go a little bit further. Billy Graham's first great citywide evangelical campaign was held in Los Angeles in 1949. At that, 1949, this guy's been around a long time. It's 20 years before I was even born. This guy was holding crusades. At that time, he made a public promise that he would never have any theological modernists or liberals on his platform. Dr. Graham's first evangelical campaign was in England, was held in the summer of 1954. On that tour, he was accompanied by Dr. Donald Sutherland Bonnell, the pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in New York City. Dr. Bonnell was also the president of the Ministerial Association of New York City, which was dominated by modernist liberal ministers and churches. Well, I guess he broke that promise pretty quick. Five years later, he's already yoked up with the modernists on the same platform. On Dr. Graham's British tour, Bonnell was working to persuade him to hold a campaign in New York in 1956 under the auspices of the Liberal Ministerial Association. During that time, a group of Bible-believing pastors and laymen sent Dr. Graham in England a telegram asking him to hold an evangelical series in New York City sponsored by a committee of twice-born men. I guess that means born again. On his return to the States, Dr. Graham announced that he would come to New York in 1956 sponsored by the Liberal Ministerial Association of New York City. The Committee of Bible-Believing Men sent then sent a delegation to Dr. Graham begging him not to confuse the line between the Gospel of Grace and the false gospel of the modernist churches represented by the Ministerial Association. They're, be- they're begging this guy. They sent him a telegram, then they sent a delegation of men. Graham turned a deaf ear unto them. And this is why the the new world order got behind this guy because he wasn't going to listen to any kind of sound doctrine or, or, or anybody in the Christian movement. Grand term of deaf ear. And then he came to New York with the requirement that all churches should be invited to participate in the campaign. In that campaign, the Billy Graham Association trained counselors sent out from all sorts of churches including Roman Catholic Church. The policy was established of directing each inquirer, like if they were going to get saved, during the campaign to his or her home church. So he would just send them back to a Catholic Church that's where they came from. So the Catholics had no, no problem sending their parishioners or their laity to a Billy Graham Evangelical Conference. The policy was established of directing each inquirer during the campaign to his or her home church. Some Protestants were sent to modernist churches. Roman Catholics were directed back to the priest of the Roman Church nearest to their home address. Well, isn't that special? This policy of cooperation with the Roman Catholic Church continues to this day. Dr. Graham has received honors from the Roman Catholic circles, including honorary degrees from a Catholic college. In his last campaign, in the British Isles, two leading prelates in the Roman Catholic Church of England sent out pastoral letters encouraging Catholics to attend the grand meetings. That's pretty bad. If you got, I mean, we just went over what the abomination of, of the Catholic religion today and in last week, can you imagine? You are so lukewarm and so pathetic that they would actually refer you people? Unbelievable. One of these, pre- let explained explain to his parishioners that Billy Graham knows our limits. Knows the limits of the Catholic Church. That That is the Roman Catholic's church can count on him to not touch on any theological doctrines that contradict official Roman Catholic teachings. He's their man. If he can't do it, no one can. Sorry. Dr. Graham will not explain that a sinner trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins and eternal life must give up any trust that he might have in any other object of faith. Well, that would be a real problem in the Catholics, because they believe you got to get saved all these other various ways. And that he or she or that he or she might trust the person of Jesus Christ in him alone, not trusting in Mary or the Saints, rejecting any trust in the sinner's good works or religious observances, relying totally on Jesus Christ's perfect work of redemption his substitutionary atonement on the cross, taking the sinner's place under the judgment of God and receiving His body in his body the total punishment for the sin that the sinner deserves. And through repentance and faith receive the perfect righteousness of Christ imputed by God to the believer that makes the sinner forever acceptable to a holy God and immediately a possessor of eternal life that cannot be forfeited or lost, kept by the power of God throughout all eternity. If Billy Graham were to preach this biblical and complete doctrine of salvation, he would at once lose the support of the Roman Catholic leaders. Multitudes of Roman Catholics would be warned and frightened from attending Billy Graham meetings. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's a lot of the motivation here. The doctrine that Dr. Graham expressed to Dr. Schuler is exactly what the Pope and the Ecumenical Institute of Rome have been teaching for years. This is the idea that any pagan practicing idolatrous worship having no slightest knowledge of the Bible, the gospel of grace, or the person in name, and the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, if he is a good person, and if he is sincere in what he believes, he is automatically redeemed by the blood of Christ. And who determines who's good and who's bad? We? Oh, yeah, I'm basically a good person. Ah, whatever. Our ways are not God's ways. Uh, we go a little bit further... The Billy Graham Evangelical Association was the primary force for the founding of the Lusane World Evangelical Conferences back in the 80s, 1980s. Especially in recent years, these conferences have been called on all churches, including the Modernist Ecumenical Churches of the World Council of Churches and the Roman Catholic Modernist Church to cooperate with the Evangelical Churches in evangelizing the world for Christ. In Amsterdam in 1986, billed as a school for evangelists and sponsored by the Billy Graham Evangelical Association, Graham revealed his ecumenical, inclusivist approach to worldwide evangelism. In the final press conference, Billy Graham was asked by Dennis Costello, a news correspondent for Foundation Magazine, how he could justify this melding together of all this, of such a disparate crowd of theologically disunited religious groups. Graham responded with the following quote. Evangelism is about the only word we can unite on. Evangelism for what though? Their, their way of salvation in and in a Bible believing Christian's way are two different things. How can you even unite on that? Going on with this quote, it says our methods would be different <clears throat> and there would be deb- debates debates over even the message sometimes. But there is no debate over the fact that we need to evangelize. Evangelize what? Satanism? Catholicism? Buddhism? I think there is an ecumenity, which is the word for universal, this universal church that we're moving toward. I think there is an ecumenity here that cannot be gotten under any other umbrella. Not without loads of compromise. Compromise. It's true, this ecumenity, this universalness of all these churches coming together, you couldn't get it under any umbrella, not without everybody compromising to the hilt. Therefore, according to Billy Graham, all the churches must be willing to disagree, even on the question of what the Christian message is, as long as they're, quote, evangelizing. So, that's the, uh, that's the end of the message for today. And I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father we do thank you for this time that you've given us I do pray God that your word would go forth today Lord God with power, might, dominion and majesty Lord God that if there be any here hearing this message that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior that you'd save their soul Father God for which your word that not one would perish but that all would come to repentance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ their souls be saved I pray God that your name be glorified Lord God that great fear would fall upon this world When Your Word is preached, I pray, God, that many would be converted, that blind eyes would be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that You would cleanse us of presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. We love You, Lord God. We pray that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified, Lord God, this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.